Why, hey there. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The crazy person that's running around trying to do everything that doesn't feel like they have enough time in their day. Yeah, you who's stressed about their future and their plan. Yeah, you who's on the run that's running out the door carrying three different bags and a water bottle and your keys and your purse is falling out. Yeah, you who just doesn't have enough time. Yeah, you who is unsure, who is on the go, who is scattered, who is rushed who is calling your friends, your family, people left and right for answers that just keeps asking, keeps flailing, keeps talking. Yeah, you. It's Jules. (laughs) And I have a good reminder for you today. It's a reminder that we got to put into practice. We have got to chill. Yes, you. Hi. Please. Take a chill pill. Relax your shoulders and give me a smile. I'm smiling at you. Give me a smile. Let me see your teeth. (laughs) Turn your cheeks upward for a second. Smile. It's all going to be okay. You're going to be good. We need to chill. We need to be still and know. I tell my yoga classes this so often and most of the times my message is my podcast like what I'm speaking is just a reflection of my words that I'm telling myself in this season of life. I So this message I actually was doing a few months ago and it was the words that I really needed at that time and it's crazy because now looking back I'm smiling because I took my advice and God really interceded and now awesome things are happening and I'm so freaking excited and I can't wait to tell you about it but you gotta wait a few months ha 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 gonna get gonna get interesting get excited but anyways be still and know when is the last time you did nothing I mean you weren't looking at your phone you weren't reading a book you just sat and you just were And I hear people all the time say, well, I can't do that because when I sit, all my thoughts come up. When I sit, that actually creates more movement in my mind and life. So if I just stay on the go, if I stay in the hustle and bustle, then I'm in this state of like perpetual motion and I don't have to to be with my thoughts. And so that's better for me than sitting. I'm like, okay, I hear you because I'm that way too. I need to move my body. That's a non-negotiable. But we all have our wild thoughts and we need to pause, notice them, observe them, right? Pausing does not mean you don't have thoughts. Of course you have thoughts. (laughs) Welcome to the Being Human Club. Hey, hey. Um, It's observing the thoughts, yeah? And so the a few months ago, I was telling my friend how I haven't really felt like I hear God much, right? I feel like, or even, okay, if God isn't working for you right now, just maybe think of in general, like you're not sure your next steps in life. You're not sure where to go. So you're constantly asking other people and you're just, you still are unsure of your direction, right? It's like that's how I felt and I wasn't feeling like I could hear God. I talked to him 
all the time. I'm Jesus is my best friend. I was like, okay, this is what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, I prayed. I did it. I'm out. It's like, wait, it's like you're picking up the phone. You're calling someone. You're talking and you're not letting them respond. You're not waiting for an answer. Right? So I was talking to my friend and I got home to journal and I pulled out the daily reading I was doing by Scott Williams and it said this, do you expect to hear God's voice? Seriously, when you pray, do you wait for him to answer? Elijah found that the sound of God's voice was not a shout. It was a gentle whisper. If you are not listening, you can easily miss a whisper. Are we listening or do we pick up the phone of prayer, call God, dump on him, give him our to-do list, and then hang up? I want you to finish this fast expecting to hear God's gentle whisper. Same day I told my friend, I can't hear God. That was my daily reading. Yes, my friend and I both got chills. I pray. I pour out my heart. But I don't listen. I also don't expect to hear God. I don't expect a response. So in that time, I would pray and I actually sat crisscross, palms up on my knees. And in my mind, I got expectant. I got expectant like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hear God's voice. I'm going to hear a voice. And I mean, I was sitting there and I started to get antsy. I was so excited. I was like smiling. I was like, when's he going to talk? What's it going to sound like? And I was so excited. I'm like, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And that's how we should feel. We should feel feel expectant to hear God. This phrase, be still and know, like most of our common phrases that we hear, like tons of the phrases you hear are in the Bible. It's wild once you get reading it. <laughs> and so this is from Psalms 4610. It says, be still and know that I am God. It's wild because my dad actually told me that years ago, I was when I was getting my driver's license and I had to do the parallel parking, I was so anxious. And I actually grew up anxious. There were seasons of my life, certain areas where I would put insane pressure on myself to be perfect. And that's how I was actually as a student too and a test taker. Like I would not accept getting a B. And that's so wild. Like B's, C's, whatever. C's get degrees. But it was that perfectionist in me that had to get an A, that had to be perfect, that had to get things right. And so when even when it came to the SATs, I was like obsessed with like going to an Ivy League college and like I don't know why it was just in me that I needed a perfect SAT score score. And I remember being in my room the night before I took the test and really I had a panic attack. I called my mom up and it was like in under my skin. It, I could feel like needles. It was like I could feel pins and needles under my skin, like moving, like I'm, I'm holding my, my arms, like little, like, I don't even know, just these needles under my arms. And I was just like getting so hyped up. My heart was racing so fast because I was so nervous. I was so anxious. And that same feeling I got again when I was studying abroad and I was getting on a plane to Barcelona and I knew I was going by myself. I did not know one person. I was getting on a plane by myself 
to Barcelona, not, not having a friend. And I got that same anxious feeling. And it's crazy because I have not had that in years. And it, it just brings tears to my eyes because I think when my relationship with God grew to a level where I didn't feel stress, I don't feel stress. There's like maybe hiccups here or there, but it's, it's really freeing that I can even tell you those words, right? Because if I, in my body, when I was feeling those pins and needles, when I would get crazy anxious about taking a test, about doing these things, I never thought I could be freed from that. And I was, and it was in, for me, it was in really knowing God and, and knowing his words because every part of me doesn't feel in control and it's just not up to me but anyway that's a different story I'm, I'm getting a little off track but interesting okay so my dad told me that when I was getting my driver's license test I felt really anxious and it completely calmed me so that would be a phrase like anything anytime I got be still and know that I am God be still and know that I am God be still and know that I am God that I am in control that I got you, my sweet child. I got you. You don't need to worry. Liz Ald, I think is how you say her name, wrote another way to interpret this is be still as a gentle suggestion and that the, the meaning in this psalm leads itself more to the meaning rather than be still, it's sieve striving. It's stop. And more specifically in this context, it's stop fighting, which is directed towards the enemies of the people of God. The people of God should interpret the command for themselves to read more like snap out of it. Wake up. Stop feeling. Acknowledge who your God is and be in awe. Mm, That gave me chills. That's good. Be in awe. In Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, it's a really good book. She has an entire section that says, be still and know. She writes, stop moving, stop talking, stop searching, stop panicking, stop flailing. If you just stop doing, you'll start knowing. Continued, this seems like magical nonsense, but desperate women take desperate measures. I decided to experiment. After the kids left for school, I shut myself in my closet, sat down on a towel, closed my eyes, and did nothing but breathe. At first, each 10-minute session felt 10 hours long. I checked my phone every few minutes, planned my grocery list, and mentally redecorated my living room. The only things I seemed to know on the floor were that I was hungry and itchy and suddenly desperate to fold laundry and recognize, reorganize my pantry. I was an input junkie thrown into detox. I was tempted to quit every second, but I was stern with myself. 10 minutes a day is not too long to spend finding yourself, Glennon. For God's sake, you spend 80 minutes a day finding your keys. After a few weeks like a gymnast who was able to stretch deeper after each training, I began to feel myself dropping lower during each closet section. Eventually, I sank deep enough to find a new level inside me that I'd never known existed. There, underneath, low, deep, Quiet, still. There are no voices there. Not even my own. All I can hear down there is my breath. It was as though I'd been drowning, and in my panic, 
I had been gasping for air, calling for a rescue and flailing on the surface. But what I really needed to do to save myself was let myself sink. It struck me that this is why we say to people, calm down. Because beneath the noise of the pounding, swirling surf is a place where all is quiet and clear. Since the chaos stills in this deep, I could sense something there I was not able to sense on the surface. There, in the deep, I could sense something circling inside me. It was a knowing. I can know things down at this level that I can't on the chaotic surface. Down here, when I pose a question about my life in words or abstract images, I sense a nudge. The nudge guides me towards the next precise thing. And then, when I silently acknowledge the nudge, it fills me. The knowing feels like warm, liquid gold filling my veins and solidifying just enough to make me feel steady, certain. What I learned, even though I'm afraid to say it, is that God lives in this deepness inside me. When I recognize God's presence and guidance, God celebrates by flooding me with warm, liquid gold. Glennon continues, I have learned that if I want to rise, I have to sink first. I have to search for and depend upon the voice of inner wisdom instead of voices of outer approval. This saves me from living someone else's life. It also saves me a hell of a lot of time and energy. It's my daily reminder that if I'm willing to sit in the silence with myself, I always know what to do, that the answers are not out there. They are as close as my breath and as steady as my heartbeat. All I have to do is stop flailing, sink below the surface, and feel for the nudge and the gold. Then I have to trust it, no matter how illogical or scary the next right thing seems, because the more consistently, bravely, and precisely I follow the inner knowing, the more precise and beautiful my outer life becomes. The more I live by this knowing, the more my life becomes my own and less afraid I become. I trust that the knowing will go with me wherever I go, nudging me towards the next thing, one thing at a time, guiding me all the way home. I love how Glennon says, nudging me towards the next thing, one thing at a time. Because God is never going to reveal a 10-day plan or even a two-month plan. If God did that from day one, would we ever talk to God? Would we ever seek Him? Would we ever surrender to God? No. That's why God requires us to come back, to keep talking, to keep being still and knowing and repeating, I am God be still and know that I am God and just as Glennon says you'll be nudged you'll be filled with that warm liquid gold you'll start to ease your breath you'll feel more steady you'll come afloat but you can't do it once you have to go back you have to go back you have to not only talk not only pick up the phone But you have to listen. 
here's my test for you. Before, let's say a circumstance arises and you're unsure, you're not sure of your next steps, what to do. Before you pick up the phone and call your husband, your best friend, your parent, before you seek outer approval and outer guidance, can you be still and know first? Can you pray first? I mean first, not second, not fifth. Because if you continue to make the first person you go to a someone in your life, someone outside of God, you are going to continue receiving advice from other people, other people that aren't in your shoes, that haven't walked the trails that you've walked, that haven't even done the inner work that you've done that can guide you in a different direction than where they've guided, right? Don't take advice from people that haven't walked where you are walking before You seek approval from someone else because then, just as Glennon said, you'll keep living someone else's life. First, seek God. First, seek divine guidance. Then, be still. Then, trust. Then, maybe, you have a few people that are your people that believe in you, that are safe, and you call them. Glennon writes, how to know. A moment of uncertainty arises. Breathe, turn inward, sink. Her sink is her closet meditating. (laughs) Feel around for the knowing. And she also says for God. Do the next thing it nudges you toward. Let it stand. Don't explain. Repeat forever. For the rest of your life, continue to shorten the gap between the knowing and the doing. Mic drop. When I was in a season of very intense prayer, intense be still and know, trying to listen to God, just feel close, and also a season of waiting, I was really waiting on that nudge. The gap for me between the knowing and the doing was really long because my doing was a huge life change. So I needed to make sure it was sent by God. I would listen to two songs by Maverick City Music every single day. One was Keep Praying. And the lyrics say, Every prayer today is a seed for tomorrow. Keep praying. Hold on to the faith and the blessing will follow. Keep praying. We are living proof of what heard, of what holding on can do. He sees every tear that's falling. He can feel the pain and burdens. He hears every cry to heaven. Let it rise. Don't grow weary. Keep believing for in due season you're gonna see it don't give up there's no way he could let you down so keep your head up knees to the ground don't give up don't you ever give up we are living proof of what holding on can do keep praying keep praying the other song by maverick city music is wait on you it says I'm going to wait on you. I've tasted your goodness. I'll trust in your promise. I'm going to wait on you. I know you've ordered every step. 
You are the author, but there's no predicting what is next. But you hold the future, and all the questions, they come second to the one I know is true. Yeah, you've always been true, so I'm going to wait on you. Be still and know. Wait on God. Keep praying and then move and do and trust. That's what I want to close this podcast with. We be still and know and then we got to trust that we've done the stillness. We've done the listening. And now once we feel that inner nudge of just the next step, not the 10-year plan, not even the two-year plan, the next step, the next place we've been nudged, nudged to, we move We take action, we step forward, and we trust. Because when we want something, most of us want it right away. And the last thing we want to hear is things take time. But it's so true. Something I'm working on is my patience because I get excited and I just want to move. I want it right away. And I love my yoga practice because it reflects nature. And it's a beautiful reminder that nothing blooms all year round. Nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. So be patient, my sweet friends. Surrender your timing to divine timing. I know it can be painful to wait for a career, partner, child, healing, but trust that God who works everything together in perfect timing is working for you right now, not against you. You are being prepared for your next bold move. Slow it down. Breathe. Be still and know and trust. It always comes back to surrender and trust. Morgan Harper Nichols writes, One day you'll look back and realize all along you were blooming. Just like a seed, the trees don't become a tree overnight. They are planted. And in that soil, it's dark. There's no sunlight getting through can feel like dark and heavy times. But you're being watered. You're being nourished. You are blooming. Day by day, that seed grows. Soon it sprouts out of the ground and you see some sunlight, right? An oak tree didn't just become a firm and tall and gorgeous oak tree. There were trials. There were storms that watered the ground. The butterfly that we see and love didn't start that way, right? There were many phases before the caterpillar became the butterfly. So if we, if you, can just trust that you are blooming in this moment, you may not feel it. There's something to learn. There's some area to grow. Be patient. Open your eyes. Listen. Don't only talk and flail and go and go. Give yourself 10 minutes. Go outside, sit in the sun, be still and listen. It's okay that if you don't hear anything, 
go back, go back, go back, and you will. Keep praying. Every prayer today is a seed for tomorrow. Hold on to the faith and the blessing will follow. I can tell you I've been there and I'm seeing the blessings. Can't wait to share. I love you. I'm praying for you. I hope you're doing well. Let me know if this spoke to you. Even the smallest message of, hey, Jules, your podcast really spoke to me. That lights me up and that keeps me going. I'm grateful for you. Be still and know. Trust the process. Slow it down. Calm down. I love you. Things are working out for your good. I promise you. Believe that today. Things are working out for your good. God is not against you. God is for you. So be expectant today. I love you. Ciao, bellos.